Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is Danny from The Grad Report, and you're listening to the Cold Case Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Court nice. case. Court case. All right. One more time. All right. All right. Welcome to the Gradual Report, where we gradually report. Hello, this is Danny from the Gradual Report, and you're listening to the Court Case Podcast. Way perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. He can do it. <laughs> Oh Bonjour and welcome to the Court Case Podcast. You're joined with me, Sweet Tea. And me, James Court. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. We've got a special guest on the podcast today. The YouTuber, Danny Grosditch, who hosts The Gradual Report, a YouTube channel with hundreds of thousands of subscribers. 373k, to be precise. Perfect. And has had millions of views on his videos. We are going to have a great chat with him about life, YouTube, what he's up to. All of that is coming right after this. Okay, so welcome, Danny, to the Court Case Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I'm so, it's so funny. Just before you pressed record, yeah. you're like, if you say anything, you can delete it. Now the only thing in my head <laughs> is all the things that I should not say. <laughs> like that's all I'm thinking is like, okay, don't say this. Don't say that. You'll get canceled for this. You'll get canceled oh, for that. You put pressure I'm on just like, I'm just like... Oh, God, now what can I say? <laughs> You'll be fine, I'm sure. No yeah. worries. Well, the reason that I wanted to get you on the show is because you are one of the OG YouTubers. You started in like 2007. And yeah. YouTube started in 2005 or six. Yeah, six, yeah. Yeah, and you've been const constantly making videos since then. And um, yeah. <laughs> Well, to be honest, when I think about like original YouTube, you know, like Double Rainbow and Charlie Bit My Finger, yeah. your How to Kiss video, that's like in the list for me as like... I was the first one. I was yeah. the first one to put a How to Kiss video on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a cool flex. First, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was 39 million views. And I was like, if you went to Google and you typed in How to Kiss, my face popped up. Love you molesting uh molesting fruit yeah <laughs> in fact that very that very video was the reason i got a youtube account 
I was wow. um, I was in secondary school, so like high school here at the time, and my friend showed me it in class, and we were right. both just creased up. You didn't search it yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, then... no, no. Your friend showed you. <laughs> right. That was it. I swear to God. Oh, oh. What was your friend? No, no, I you? believe you. <laughs> Thank you. I think the friend was trying to tell him something. Oh, probably. <laughs> but um, then I went home and I was like, I need to find this guy. I need to watch it again. And so I made an account and I think you're probably one of the first I subscribed to. Very but cool. There was another there was another memory involving your videos from my childhood as well. I went to a youth club in a town near me when I was a, a young kid and there was computers at the youth club. And at one point I was bored and I started watching some of your videos and there was one video you did where I think you're talking about types of sex or types of sex positions and you're just screaming the word sex and the (laughs) youth club runner (laughs) thought I was watching porn. So they banned me. They banned me from the computers. No. (laughs) You were just curious. (laughs) You were just wondering. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. you've got quite a quite a history there with the old uh, searches, huh? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Oh no! Hope you hope you find what you're looking for. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Try adding a triple X to any query, and you'll. Uh... Yeah. I just have to delete my search history after Probably. this interview, just in case. <laughs> Do you remember filming the how to kiss video? I do. Yeah. Did you think when you were filming it that it was going to become a huge, huge thing? I did. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) I did. No, no, really. I literally, I literally said to myself, I said, okay, I, 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 I get it. I've made at that point. I'd been making videos for like two years. Yeah. And I had been on the front page of YouTube. I think like three times. Okay. And that was back when YouTube was just a list of Mm. videos. Like you go to youtube.com and it was like basically just a list of videos and it was like you were chosen to be on the front page and that video immediately gets, you know, 200,000, 100,000 views or whatever. And I did a video called uh, How to Take Out Your Christmas Tree. Yeah. Like 270, 70,000 views in the first like weekend. And I was just like, oh my God, I've made it. (laughs) Yeah. Here I come. (laughs) Hollywood, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So then, like, you know, after I fell off the front page and I wasn't really getting a whole lot of views anymore, and I was just like, okay, I got to do a video that's, like, forever good mm. and and one that has everything that I know makes people laugh and is funny. So all, like, the, like, you have gum just off screen, yeah. right? All that, all that, like, oh, I had props just off screen was like, whoa, surprise! Somebody thought <laughs> something out. Yeah. And then a commonly searched thing, you know, how to kiss. And I figured kids were into that. And so I basically put it all together with with the fruit and the watermelons and the punching the guy at the end. And I was basically like, okay, if, if I make this video and I make it the best I can make it and it doesn't go viral, then I, I fucking quit. I was just <laughs> like, I'm done. Like, I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. And I made it. And, like, I think, like, two weeks went by where, like, it was just regular – I think at that point I was pulling in like maybe 20,000 or 10,000 views per video. And I was just like, okay, so I know nothing. And it's all just a random occurrence and who cares. And then all of a sudden, maybe like three weeks later, the algorithm on Google picked it up. Mm. So anytime you Googled how to kiss, 
I showed up as the first video, like oh the only video. God. So it was basically like I, I started getting views from like all these Arab countries, like the <laughs> UAE, and like all these all these Muslim kids were typing in how to kiss. <laughs> Great, that's just a true story. I looked at the demographics; they yeah. got that analytics, man. It's I was just like, wow, I'm huge in in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it just started and then it started get taking off like everywhere like australia and the u.s and just everywhere and it was just like it was just fantastic because that's when the money started rolling in yeah that's when it was like oh you're making five hundred dollars a month on youtube and then you're making like eight thousand dollars a month on youtube wow and then in the height i was making thirty thousand dollars a month Wow, Lottie, yeah. that's like, cool. Like a thousand dollars a day, I was just like, "Yo, I'm, I'm rich." <laughs> I rented a house in Beverly Hills. Wow, I got a matte black BMW with twenty-inch Giovanni rims. <laughs> got a badass Repsol Honda motorcycle so I could drive to the gym because I didn't feel like parking. It was, it was such a nightmare to park. Yeah, um, I worked out at UCLA and. Had a pool with a koi pond and Ooh. all that shit. That's in fact, I think I remember your koi pond in a couple of your videos. Actually, yep, yeah, yep, um, yep. It was you did you had a second channel where you did joke a joke a day or something. That's yep, yeah, yeah. I remember yep. that <laughs> diary oh nine. Yeah, yeah. That was actually the first. Well, not the first, but like one of the very first everyday vlogs that existed. Mm. um shay carl called me and he was just like dude i'm thinking about vlogging every day and i was like you should he's like because he's watching mine and he's just like infinitely more interesting with his like nine kids and his wife and yeah you know that whole that whole bent they had and then from him i think charles like a bunch of people started vlogging every day Mm. um and they were just better at it and it just got better i was like a single dude who was like trying to be funny and it was just like (laughs) uh, not interesting not interesting i needed a lot more interesting shit but then you got your your i mean youtube just changed like uh casey neistat came up and he was like a filmmaker who like vlogged every day and then and then uh, logan paul came through with his vine following and it's just a totally different world now and i just i love what it turned into because i was just like it's super entertaining Hmm. but i'm also kind of like pissed at myself for not staying relevant right and I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm 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 weirdly famous in small like like in Dubai or in Serbia, mm. uh, Montenegro and Croatia and B- Bulgaria, like the Eastern Bloc. I did a I did a series of YouTube videos called what is it Serbian Lessons Guy. Yes, yeah, I wanted to get to that later. Yeah. Oh yeah, well let's do your questions because I I could just ramble. <laughs> I mean, you were talking about me, so I'm like yeah. I know a lot about that. Um, yammer on and on, but yeah, what do you want to know? Um, so I, if you look at your channel, you've done quite a few different types of videos. You've done like the comedy ones, like How to Kiss. You've done a few travel ones. Like I yeah. was reminding myself of some of yours this morning, and I was watching another favorite one of yours, um, which was Epic Hike to the top of a mountain where you went with your friend Oliver to the top of a mountain. Yes. And I was wondering how, cause your content varies a lot. What's your favorite type of video to make? Oh man, that is, you know what? 
all of them <laughs> i know it's, i know it's like a bullshit answer yeah. but here's the thing the reason the reason they're so varied mm. is because i get like if all i did were hiking videos i would want to not never go hiking yeah, cool. yeah right if all i if all i did was science experiment videos mm. then i'd i'd just be like bored i'd be like okay i'm done with this i hate it Right. But basically what happens is I keep it interesting for myself. So I'll do like a hyping. So like that day, the hiking video, like I wanted to go hiking and I was like, oh, let's make a video of it. Right. Yeah. Or I'll be along the Internet and I'll find like a uh, what do you call that? Like a science experiment. I'll be just like, oh, dude, I bet we could take that and just add like, you know, fire to it in some way. <laughs> and make Because yeah. like I did that one with the candle where you put the, the cup over it, it sucks the water up. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what if instead of water, it was alcohol? <laughs> and it just basically like exploded and caught fire and just, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then for a while, I was, I was trying to get in this. I remember when Logan Paul was like smashing all those plates. Mm. Oh. And I was like, oh, dude, I got to get into that. So I started freezing these big blocks of ice. And I started just like smashing those, and I was just like, "This is just a fucking mess." Oh uh, my god! Have you ever met Logan Paul? Like one of those? No, no, I never. I mean, no, I, you know, no. Have you just um, no? Yeah, uh, I met a lot of YouTubers, but they're all like super OG, super oh, really? OG, like uh, Philip DeFranco. I I really rate Philip DeFranco. I'm a big yeah. fan of him. What was he he's like? Fantastic. Oh, he's fantastic. He's exactly like you imagine, just fantastic. But I don't think people realize how focused. Or how like, you know, just kind of like he's got his thing and he's doing his thing. And, mm. and if you're not in his radar or on a circle, then just like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, just friendly, super friendly, though. Mm. Um, Kasim was all right. Who else did I meet? Uh, he's gone off the radar a bit. Kasim G, is that who you were talking about? He made about? his money, right? Yeah. So he doesn't give a fuck. No. <laughs> he, was part of that, he was part of that maker group and they all got like millions of dollars when they sold to Disney. I imagine he just he just got a bunch of money and was just like fuck it I'm you know I could give a fuck about it. and so he I don't I mean he it, the motivation isn't there I I mean that's what I'm guessing I don't know yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. like, he's not like yeah, I look like I talked to him yesterday or anything he's he's just not on the YouTube so you don't I don't fucking yeah. know because he was like one of the first people that did the whole talk to people on the street videos yeah. and they used to be so good that was really yeah. good content. Mm. And obviously, Shay Carl was one you mentioned already. Yeah, yeah, I know. Shay and I were good friends for a bit. They all moved to Venice, and I was out there in Malibu, and then I lived in Venice for a while, and we all hung out. And then I'm just not – I wish I was more, I guess, a team player. Yeah. You know, because they basically were like, oh, we're doing this thing called The Station. Right. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's going to suck. And then they were like, oh, it's turning into Maker Studios. And I was like, how's that work? Who's getting the money? And they're like, no, you know, we're all just sharing it. It's all going back into the company. And I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. That's never going to work. Yeah. And then they ended up selling it to Disney for $860 million. Jesus. But, but in fairness, it didn't work. Like Disney just basically did nothing with it. Like it ended. So the premise, like I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't right in the sense that everybody got millions of dollars for being a part of it. And I feel like if I had played my cards right, if I had been a better team player, I probably could have like weaseled a piece of that pie or something. But I don't know. I just wasn't wasn't that savvy. Yeah, I get you. Have you been like keeping up? Because there's some of these YouTube teams 
that are sort of like getting in hot water and things at the moment. Like, uh, what's his name? H3 did a thing on him. The really popular one. What, Jake Paul? No, not Jake <laughs> Paul. Uh, the vlogging one. The 420 vlogs. What's his name? Oh, who are you on about? David Dobrik. Oh, yeah. David Do- of course. Oh, yeah, David, yeah. 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 Are you, you haven't been had oh, any gosh. contact with those sort of groups because they're in like those crap dudes, at the moment. Those dudes came in from Vine yeah. Yeah, like well after me. And so they had their clique and their group. Mm. And it's very not difficult to get into touch with them, mm-hmm. but it's you meet them. And if you don't have the subscriber count or you don't have the views, you're not hot, you're not sizzling, then (laughs) it's very, very calculating. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. even, even, uh, Philip, even, even DeFranco is kind of like, and and here's the thing, like this is the game, Mm. right? YouTube is a game and it's a hundred percent like, what are you bringing to the, like, why would I do like, like you, it's like, imagine walking up to like Jerry Seinfeld. And being like, hey, Mr. Seinfeld, I got this great idea for a, for a travel series. You know, it's me and you, and we're just going around just bullshitting, you know? Yeah. He's just like, yeah, why would I do that with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. you know, it's, like, it's going to be great because I'm a part of it, or, you know, Seinfeld's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But it be, you don't bring anything to the table. So the thing about the Vine kids is they came up kind of bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. And so they were always like kind of, uh, creating that that energy and that insanity, right? I mean, if you think about how Logan Paul came up, right, on Vine, it's a eight second format, mm-hmm. and they just like make make something funny in eight seconds. So he would like go into grocery stores and like jump on the you know the scanner, you know, yeah, like, like a whale, and he would like run up and like sniff people, right? <laughs> and and they would just do like just these insane. Uh, there were basically coal miners, right? Yeah. who would go out into the real world, get their little piece of coal, and then bring it back to the internet world. Yeah. But the weirder and crazier they are in the real world, the bigger they are in the internet world. Mm, I get right? you. So, so it became this little kind of like a, a microcosm of these people that were just just the more outrageous and the bigger and the better and the bigger and the more. And, and until... You find a dead body in a Japanese forest. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and then, and then it's like, and then, it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, how could he have even thought that was that was a, an okay thing to film?" It's like, have you seen the trajectory? <laughs> like, was there any other way this could have uh, headed? Oh. You know. <laughs> and then you see Dobrik, and you're like, "Oh, is he in hot water?" Oh yeah. <laughs> Good oh, point. Did he, did he make some people kiss each other and they didn't know? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm shocked. Shocked. <laughs> I can't believe no one pulled back. Here we're giving them millions of dollars to keep pushing it further and further. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's like Steve-O and Jackass, you know? It's like, yeah. ah, so he, uh, you know, he, he put a, a fish hook through his cheek and jumped in with some sharks. Like, of course he did. <laughs> Yeah. Evo, the show's called Jackass. <laughs> then, he got you think good point. Gonna <laughs> then he got arrested at SeaWorld. <laughs> didn't he? Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. So like what type of videos would you watch nowadays? Oh man, I love Dobrik. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's awesome. <laughs> well, I love all of them, dude. I love 
I just did. The, here's the thing, though. You can't not watch it. It's like no, fantastic. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's fantastic, good fun. But I also tend to do a lot of how to. Mm. You know, you know, like my my I bought a truck. I bought a Ford F one fifty because I'm a I'm a handyman now. I fix people's stuff here in the desert. Come on. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where my life is. <laughs> so I got a truck and I got it for three thousand dollars because there was no air conditioning. And it's crazy hot out here. So then I went on YouTube and I was like, you know, typing in the old F-150, 2000, air conditioner broken. And so it's like, you know, top five things that could be wrong. And then I went to a junkyard and I just took apart all the shit that was in this other truck to figure out how to get to the part. And then I yeah. took the part and switched out. Now my air conditioner works. So. Nice. That honestly wasn't as interesting as I thought his answer was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I did a video about... I, I filmed something in that same junkyard with uh, a trailer hitch. Like I, I like took a trailer hitch off of the some junky car and put it on my truck and this stupid shit. Like I like, but those videos are like so hard to film just because you have to make it clear like yeah. which bolt and when you have to do each camera setup is like just an absolute chore. And so mm. I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of different things you filmed, there's one video in particular that you made that was really unlike a lot of your other videos that I find myself sometimes coming back to because I thought it was so well made. All right. I really love it. It was called, the video is called Great Love Story and it was you, it was a script done from your stand-up and it was the one about knowing the yeah. girl's name. Yeah. And it was like really well filmed yeah. and you had actors and it was great and yeah. I just wondered why you've never done anything like that again because I love that video. Uh, that video was fantastic mm. and it is fantastic. And I was living, that's when I was living in Beverly Hills. All that was shot in that Beverly Hills house, that takeaway when I'm there with the thing at the koi pond. I mean, that's all, that's all right there. I had crazy money, right? Yeah. And I had nothing but time. Like my whole purpose in life was to make videos. Mm. So it was like all a hundred percent focused on that mm. and i do i would do stand up and i had these great these great stories and the stories basically come from like when you're at a party and you're telling you know you're telling stories about like oh this one time i you know i had a threesome you know or whatever yeah whatever story it is you get up to <laughs> but anyway so i told the story once at about not being able to remember this this girl's name and everybody was like you should call her you should call her now and so I called her and everyone was like, what's your name? She's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I don't want to like, tell you my name. You know, you know, like she, she took it, you know, the other way. She was not, she was not excited about me forgetting her name over and over again. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, so then I was like, oh, I got to And my friend Alex was, he wanted to be a director or is a director. And he's like, dude, I, I would love to make that into a thing. And I was like, sure. So I wrote it out for him. And then we spent three months every weekend, right? Because like none of the actors were paid, none of the actors, and everybody has something better to do, mm. right? So we, we filmed it like every Saturday evening for three months because that's all we could get time for for the other people. That's okay. the only time they were available. So it was kind of like, you were working with people who had better shit to do, who were, who were taking their time off from their regular lives mm. to, to meet with me for four hours to get this one scene. Yeah. You know, and then next weekend we'll get the next scene and the next weekend we'll get the next scene. And it was just such an amazing chore <laughs> to like 
get all that together with the props and the locations. And it was me. Like 90% of it was me. Mm. You know, but then it was like, okay, we have my his his dad's office, right? And so we shot like that scene with those five people, you know, one weekend. Yeah. But everybody and so trying to like get that group together again, like let's say we missed something and it was like, oh, we need to get that five people together again in that office. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to. And it's just like, oh, it's like fucking. So so logistics is the reason I don't do that. Oh, okay. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Simple logistics. It is a beautiful video, though. I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Mm. I want to get into some of your traveling because as I've watched you over the years, you've stayed in different places. You've, yeah, I've seen you in like Australia and America. And so like, how many places have you lived in? Oh, I was born in, in LA, uh, Glendale. Right. And then I lived in LA until I was three or four or five, six, I want to say. Yeah. And then I went to Palm Springs mm. until maybe 10 then back to LA and then back to, I was always the new kid. Uh, I went by the time I was in 12th grade, I had been to 14 different schools. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. So it was like every, every like year I was in a different house, different school, different. So I was always the new kid. Yeah. Right. Which was fun in its own way, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of, you develop like an interesting, I want to say like psychosis. Right. Because I don't value people as much because I'm like, I'm not going to know you in a year. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to know you. So, so what's cool is that I get to reinvent myself every time. So I'm always like a new, a new guy. Like I don't, I get to be this guy now. Right. Yeah. And so like, I would always say things that like, like maybe hurts people's feelings, maybe pisses them off, maybe, (laughs) you know. But also, also like makes great friends, and but you know I'm not gonna know those friends either. So so I had this like whole bent on life, and that was like my formative years. And then I went to UCLA, and then law school, and then after law school, I was like, yo, I'm fucking done with school. <laughs> like I'm I'm out. Like yeah. fuck this, and fuck work, and fuck life. <laughs> and so then my girlfriend at the time was like, she was getting her master's in nursing, and she mm-hmm. was like. I'm getting my master's and she was thinking of going to John Hopkins because it's a great medical school in Michigan. And I was like, okay, fuck that. You know, <laughs> like there's no way I'm the only regret I had was that I didn't go to the university of Hawaii Ooh. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. because it's basically a vacation, you know? Mm-hmm. So you might as well just go to a nice vacation spot. So I, I convinced her to go to the university of Sydney, Australia and get her master's in nursing. Okay. And then I went with her to Australia and lived with her for two years. Wow. In oh, wow. Australia. Yeah. And then, um, then we came back to the United States and we're in LA for a bit. And then we went to live in Vegas for two years. And then that's when the Serbian lessons thing was taken, like really popping off. So then I went to Serbia for like nine months to do like a big tour mm. and it ended up falling in love with this other girl mm. and then told the, the girl that I had known you know, the whole, like, the last 10 years, it's kind of like, hey, I'm in love. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and Is I was that like, the one you know, that you forgot a... name and then you had to call her up? <laughs> also her name yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a real shitty thing for me to do. But 
you know, the heart wants what the dick wants. And we can... <laughs> that's the saying. That's pretty, that's yeah, pretty that's good. how it goes. Uh, so then I, so then I was in Serbia, and then that girl wanted to be a flight attendant, and she got a job as a flight attendant in Dubai, you know, Emirates. Bloody hell! So then I lived in Dubai for two years with her. Wow. And flew everywhere for like free. So that like a lot of that travel stuff, like I could fly to Japan and back for like eighty dollars. That's Jeez. so good. Round trip. Oh my god. Fuck it out. So and because I was there on a US visa, every thirty days my US visa would expire and I would have to leave the country and come back in. So I had like a like I must go somewhere. Right. Well, I see. Yeah. Plus plus she's a flight attendant, so the flights were like coming out of her whole thing. So it was literally like, you know, Cambodia, let's do it. You know, nice let's go so to much. Russia. Let's go to Brazil, you know, just everywhere. So that was a lot of it. That That's was a lot so of it. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got the sweet end of that deal for sure. Oh. <laughs> being, being cabin crew is a very tough job. It's and what, it is It's what I want to do. Yeah, it is just just imagine jet lag. All the time. Forever. <laughs> it's just but it is it is phenomenal. I can't recommend it at all. I mean, as yeah. far as seeing the world and and you get on planes like people get on buses. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I want to go to New Zealand for the weekend. Let's, you, you know, it's like thirty five dollars. Here you go. So, out of all of those countries, then, what would you say is your favorite one? Oh, that's the thing. They all it's have different places in your heart. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, everywhere you go is about the people you're with. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Because you could go to Disneyland, but if you're going with your ex-wife... <laughs> True. It's not going to be the happiest place on earth. <laughs> yeah, cool. You know? so, so it's all about the people you go with. It's 100% about yeah. that. And, but here's the thing. If you go somewhere cool as shit, you meet people that are cool as shit as well. Mm. Right? So when I was in Cambodia, it was there for the new year. And everybody's like throwing powder on everybody and doing the, the, the water gunfights in the streets. And it was just basically like a lot of fun. And you could you could just strike up a conversation with anyone about anything and, and, and just fucking have a great. And that's the thing. You have to be open to that. Yeah. You can't go there and be like, don't get it in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like, oh, spray me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Get the oils out. Absolutely. Have get um... weird. Have you been to the UK? I have. How did you find it? That's obviously where we're from. All right, here's the thing about the UK. <laughs> oh, God. You guys are really into coins. <laughs> really into coins. And the coins are worth a lot of money. Christ. I've so you, go to, you go to some places and it's all paper money, like Cambodia, right? Mm. They have their, they have, they use American dollars. And then their change for less than a dollar is their currency. Is actually like twenty five thousand ren is twenty five cents, right? Oh, wow. okay. But in the UK, uh, what their 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 biggest their smallest paper note is what ten pounds or something like that? Five, five pounds. Five pounds. So, so a five pound note, which is like what eight bucks? Yeah. Yeah. So eight dollars is the smallest paper money. So yeah. if it's less than eight dollars, you're dealing with coins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I remember walking out of a bank and I had like 
four pieces of paper and I was like, I am so poor. What is this? <laughs> this is nothing. And then I buy something and this guy gives me like a satchel of coins. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this like. And they're all thick and one's two pounds and one's one. And I'm like, this is three dollars. This is four. It's like like I had at the end of at the end of a week, I had like 80, 80 US dollars in coins. And I'm just trying to like figure out what pence is. So, so basically, there's the start. There's the I've start never of the of it like that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's such a nightmare. And it's like the pockets are full of coins everywhere you go. It's like heavy and. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so anyway, so there's that. But you guys have a lot of stuff that isn't the same, right? Right. So we're like we'll, we'll sit there and we'll watch Downton Abbey. Yeah. Okay. And we'll just be like, this is the greatest, oh, these, the manners and the poise and the, you yeah. know, and the, and the whole thing. And then you go to a football game <laughs> and you're like, who are these people? <laughs> Why oh, are they yeah. screaming and throwing up in the streets? <laughs> oh, don't get started. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, so there's that. And then you see the, the, I mean, I did the tourist thing. I saw Big Ben. I got on the eye. I saw all the shops and all the, you know, the. Piccadilly and the circus and the time, the trains, they all come on time. And I spent quite a bit of time there because my first wife was born there. Yeah. And so we went there for Christmas a bunch to see her family. And they had like great, great houses and her her, her, par- her grandparents were out there. So I've seen quite a bit of the country, wow. um, the countryside as well. And, you know, the M1 and the traffic and the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the rain. Oh, you can't forget the rain. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. That's beautiful. The weather's just fucking beautiful. But the buses and the but then you you know, but it's very like if you don't have a reason to be there, you know, and you're not making money while you're there, you're just going broke. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, is you're just like, right. you're like, how much for a hot dog? And they're like four pounds. And you're like, okay, so nine dollars for a hot dog? Like, yeah. Fuck. I like it's only four of your thingies, but it's like nine of mine. Yeah. So I get you. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> you've made you've made me kind of want to leave the UK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a lot of fun. And Ed Sheeran's great. Yeah. <laughs> He's not too bad, to be fair. Yeah. So He's random. just not on every street corner like you expect him to be. No, so. he's no, not. He is that kind of guy that looks like he could just be hanging out on Anywhere. Every, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you mistake people for him all the time. <laughs> I mean, when I'm there, I do. I'm like, it's Ed! They're like, they're like no, mate, no. Are you, um, are you one of those Americans that's obsessed with the royal family? No. Because you get a lot of those yeah because yeah. i've been to america a couple of times and as soon as they hear that i'm british they go oh how's prince harry how's yeah prince they think William? you know the, <laughs> they per- them personally yeah. it's so weird no i the royal <laughs> i couldn't name their kids like i i don't know who can like i i couldn't yeah but i mean they're celebrities and they're rich i guess yeah. but I don't, uh, other than that, I don't know. (laughs) Princess Diana was the last one I really kept up with. Fair enough. Because she seemed to be kind of in the same Hollywood circle that I keep up with, you know, just like, you know, your your DiCaprio's and your, I don't know why this shit pops up in my newsfeed, but (laughs) I must have searched something at some point. And so they're like, hey, you got to keep up. But I've never searched for the queen or her or her offspring. Yeah. But I kind of like, kind of like that she's still going oh yeah that's a cool thing you know, what is think. she like a thousand years old now something, something like, like that, that. <laughs> yeah almost a hundred i think 
And she found the country or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then her kid, Charles, like, he's, what, he's going to be king for all of 20 minutes? I th- I, yeah, I think so, actually. I don't think that's a far stretch from the truth. No. He's not going to be king for that long. No, he's not. She had him young, and then the and then the, the kid, the next one is, uh, what, William, I think? Mm-hmm. Billy, yeah, good old yeah. Billy boy. He's gonna, he's gonna step in there. He's got, he's got a righteous brood going as well in there. He does. They're gonna keep going, man. I, I, I don't see them uh, stopping. They got a lot of, lot of support. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a lot of taxes going their way. I think she's on the money in, in Canada and Australia as well. So. Uh. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I want to move on and chat about Serbia a little bit. Yeah. You had your, you have your Serbian lessons video. And you said earlier you're quite famous in Serbia. What is it like there? How big a following do you have? Fucking amazing. <laughs> if you ever have the opportunity to be a famous person, uh, a joyful famous person, I'll say that. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I don't mean, like, infamous. Like, you know, don't go out there, in like, you know, murdering people or something. But what I mean is, like... <laughs> What I mean is, like, I got I got known as I did a, a thing called the Serbian lesson, right? Mm. Where I I speak Serbian, kind of, sort of, right? Yeah. So when I was when I was a kid, my grandmother took me to Serbia every summer to just hang out with other kids in the neighborhood and all that, and I picked up the language, mm. but I speak with like a southern drawl, you know, which is kind of like a a farmer's accent, yeah. if you will, right? But it's very specific to Vojvodina, which is the north of Serbia. So I have like a northern farmer accent. And that's just how I learned it. And that's how I speak it. And that's just how it's going to be, right? I didn't, yeah. I didn't learn it in school with, an, with you know, whatever accent that they teach or whatever. So, so when I speak, it's like, who's this hick? But it's like, it's like a very specific hick from a very specific <laughs> part of the country. So they're yeah. just like, how the fuck do you know that dialect? Yeah. Right? Which is what makes it so hilarious because I, I basically speak it with American thoughts, but with like a, a hickish accent. So <laughs> everything I say is funny. Right. Just on its face. It's like imagine, imagine you talk funny and everything you say is hilarious to the people you're, you're speaking to. Right? <laughs> so that's basically the, the, the premise of, of the Serbian lessons. And so I, I say, you know, ridiculous things with swear words and all that stuff. And it took off, like it went huge. It went viral in the country. Like there are lots of people there. Like the country only has like seven to 10 million people in it. Okay. Right. And their biggest city is Belgrade. And it has like a million and a half people. And my Serbian lesson videos all together probably have like 20 or 30 million views. My god. Right. Right? So, you figure the numbers game, it's got to be like 1 in 10 people would have seen one of my videos. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, that's at some point, right? Yeah. So, when I go there, I just like if there's a group of 45 people, guaranteed 5 of those people know who I am. That's cool. Right? If there's a group of 100 people, you know, the numbers just go up and up. And now if you concentrate that within age groups, right? So people from this age to that age, like if, if I go to a club, right? Yeah. And it's teeny night, right? <laughs> and there's a bunch of like, you know, 16 to 25 year olds, yeah. right? That generation of people, 90% of them know me. Cool. That's crazy. Right? 
So, so it's phenomenal. Like I get on a bus and if I stay quiet, nothing happens. But if I say anything, people turn around and they go, I fucking know you, bro. <laughs> to, to the point where like uh, I was getting uh, picked on in the street. Some dude was picking on me because I was American. Uh. And he was saying something like, oh, God, what was it? We were, we were at Exit. I don't know if you guys know about Exit Festival. Right. But it's like it's this big rager. And it's over. It's like five in the morning. So five in the morning, we're at one of these Piescovi places where they get the burritos, the the little not burritos, but um, Piescovi. It's like a burger, right? Um, like a gyro for you guys out there, okay. or uh, what do they call that? Uh, no, it's not a gyro. It's uh, what's the food after you go to a club in 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 the UK? Oh, kebab. A kebab. That's it. <laughs> it's like in Australia, kebab. So yeah. so it's like a kebab. So so and everybody's sitting on this wall, and so my girlfriend was like. She saw a spot. She went to sit at that spot. And that was the only spot available. And this guy comes running up like, oh, that's my spot. She kind of rolls her eyes at him. Kind of like, oh, God, like this fucking guy. So she gets up and we start walking away. And he's like, don't roll your eyes at me. Just kind of like, look, you know, chill out. We gave you the spot. I'm walking away. Mm. You know, forget about it. And he's just like, oh, you think you're American? You think you can come here and do whatever you want? And I was just like, oh, okay. This is going to be one of those situations. (laughs) Right? I was like, I was like, uh-huh, bro, hold on a second. I take my watch off, right? Take my phone out of my pocket. And I hand it to my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the fucking American, bro. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> oh, God. Right? Uh, and then what happens is this crowd comes around us, right? And this, this dude walks up to me. He's like, hey, I know who you are. And don't worry about this. We got you. And I look around and it's like literally... <laughs> There's like literally like 30 people like ready just to beat the fuck out of this guy. Oh, wow. And I was, what the hell? I was, like, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And he and his friends kind of pick up on it. And they're like, no, no, we're just good Christian people trying to make our way home. <laughs> we didn't mean any trouble. And I was just like, wow. I've been I've been pulled over by cops. And I remember. Oh, this is a great story. Actually, I got I got two more for you if you got the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go on. Just like being famous in Serbia, outside of like people stopping you and and wanting to take pictures with you, and like if I if I'm in a restaurant, people come over to the table and and take pictures, and like the chef will come out and bring like a special dessert for me, and you know, so there's like all kinds of amazing perks that come oh. with with just like just the sweet and everyone's so loving and endearing and and just grateful, and because I like they 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 laughed and they thought it was funny, and and so it was kind of like you know, so I come when they meet me, they're it's always like a happy thing it's like wow like you know like a unicorn i found one you know like (laughs) yeah like that um but i remember one time i got pulled over and i was in such a bad mood i was like i i don't know i want to say mentally weird but i was definitely not in a good place mentally and i was like it was like you know i don't want to say depressed you know Mm -hmm. but i was definitely like like what else could go wrong today? Right. And and I should have just stayed home and fucked this world and the whole the whole thing, right? Yeah. So I'm in that mood and I'm driving. This cop pulls me over, and as soon as you get pulled over in any country, Cambodia, it doesn't matter what country you're in, the cops are just kind of like, oh, tourist, you know, you know, American passport. Oh, let's get some money. Let's get some money out of this yeah. guy. And so he wasn't doing that, but he was kind of like, oh, you know, like what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You pulled me over, right? And he's like, well, open your, open your truck. Now, in Serbia, in the cars, you have to have a first aid kit. And the first aid kit has to be 
current, meaning every first aid kit has a stamp on it that has a date of when it expires for the bandages and stuff. Got it. And so, and so I had a first aid kit in the trunk, which is what you have to have. And mine was expired by like three months. Right. Right. So he's just like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. You've got an expired first aid kit. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, come on. What do you mean? What are you going to do? Just let me go. I'll get a new one. You know, don't worry about it. And he's like, well, no, I can't, can't do that. I got to write you a ticket. And I'm like, all right, we'll write your ticket. You know, I don't don't give a fuck. And he goes, well, maybe, you know, there's a way we can work this out. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm I'm the ticket guy. That's me. Yeah. I got a passport. I, I, you write your ticket all day long. I give a fuck. I'll wipe my ass with your ticket. Like, you know, (laughs) what's going to happen next? Right. And he looks at me. He's like, he's like, well, you, you can't, he's like, you can't talk to a cop like that. And I'm like, why not? Like, why can't I? Why, what? What? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do to me? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, we could arrest you. And I was like, I'd fucking, I'd love to see you try. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I would fucking love to see you try. Oh I go, God. I go, dude, if you, if you, he's like, and then I'm starting to get a little aggravated. And he goes, have a seat, have a seat. And I go, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit down. I was wow. like, how about this? How about I take your baton and I fucking crack you over the skull with it? How about that? <laughs> You know, I was like, I'll, I'll get arrested today, but I'll give you a reason to do it. <laughs> and, he's, and he just kind of takes a step back and he looks at me and he's just like, what the fuck's going on? Right. Like he's looking at his, he's looking at his friend and his friend's sitting there looking at me. And I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to see you try it, dude. I'd love to, you know what? I want to be the guy when we get back to your precinct. Right. And they say, why are you arresting this guy with, you know, the American citizen? Why are you arresting this guy? It's like, oh, because he had an expired, uh, you know, three month old fucking whatever the fuck, you know, I'm like, no, you're hassling me and, and, and fuck you and fuck, you know, fuck this, you know, the whole thing. And then uh, and the dude's like, look, man, you really got to calm down, you know, because you're, you're getting, you know, and then his friend, his, his partner, mm-hmm. right, yeah. comes in and goes. I knew I knew you from somewhere. <laughs> He's like, this guy's a comedian. <laughs> He's just fucking with you, bro. He's just fucking with you. He's he's the Serbian lessons guy. He's like, my kid loves you. My kid's all over your shit. This is fucking hilarious. He's like, can I get a photo with you? He's taking pictures no of me. Way. Yeah. And then they're just like, and the, the older the older cop is just like, I don't fucking understand this world. <laughs> You can't talk to people like that. You're going to get your head cracked in. And I was like, ah, not today. <laughs> not today, buddy. That is so lucky. That is great. Jesus, that's yeah. ballsy. I, I didn't give a shit, dude. I, I've done that once in Cambodia, too, where I just, like, had enough. Mm. And I was just like, I ran I ran a red light. And the, they pulled me over. And they were like, you ran a red light? And I was like, yup. And they were like, you, you can't. <laughs> You can't just, they're like, you can't just do that. And I was like, dude, I've seen your streets. I've seen how you people drive. I was one of 35 people that ran that fucking red light. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, this is, this is mayhem out here. I'm out here on a scooter risking my life. I don't know why. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can't do that. And we're going to have to fine you. And I was like, nah, I've already, I've already been fined today. I've had enough mm. of the fines. No more for me. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. And then, uh, and then I, I stood up, you know, he was like, he was like, get off, get off the bike. And I stood up and I was just like, I don't know, six feet taller than him. 
And then I was like, uh, what did I yammer? I, I, I said something and he was like, sit back down on the bike. And I was like, make me. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me like, oh, this is going to be a problem. So he gets on his whistle. He starts blowing the shit out of this whistle. And out of like, I don't know, like 30 seconds, like 45 police officers showed up and a couple of military dudes and, and the whole thing. And I was just like, oh, this is fantastic. And I pulled out my camera and started taking pictures of everybody. And they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. What the fuck's going to happen? You know, I kind of want to I kind of want to see what's, you know, I'm going to have a story to tell. I want to have photos, you know, you guys, you guys are going to start hassling tourists or beat the shit out of me or we're going to get into a fucking kung fu situation like i i don't know but i want to have some video of it yeah yeah, so yeah were, start vlogging <laughs> yeah yeah and so they were like all right look look things are getting out of hand here you know and i'm just like i'll say and they're like if you do if you delete the photos we'll let you go uh, and i was like, okay that was easy <laughs> sure sure i'll do i was like i was like what do you want it for war crimes like <laughs> who are these people Oh my god! Thank you for those stories. Those yeah. are fantastic. Ah, I got a million. Of them. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> We're coming towards the end now, but we've just we asked our audience to send in some questions that they might have for you, and um, I just wanted to give you some. Some of them you'd already answered yeah. throughout the uh, thing. One of them was, "Do you know anyone that actually works at YouTube? Have you ever talked to anybody that?" Yeah, you know, and you know what what are they like <laughs> there? Because there's some people that think that they're quite detached from the creators, or is it a good relationship? Well, here's the thing: I was with YouTube before YouTube got bought by Google. Right. So, in fairness, the people that I know that worked at YouTube worked at YouTube before Google took over, and so what happened was there was a shift from there was these curators people that would basically say, oh, this gets on the front page or, or this this is noteworthy or this is fun. And then what happened was they switched it to uh, an algorithm-based search to make like independent, like your experience on YouTube is completely different than anyone else's because it's it's tailored to you. Yeah, YouTube only wants you to stay on YouTube. That's all they want. Mm -hmm. So they go, this guy likes cat videos. We're going to give him nothing but cat videos. So a lot <laughs> the a lot of the engineers at youtube are just interested in tweaking the algorithm okay. to make it more accurate so that you get a better user experience so that you stay on youtube i wouldn't say that they're detached from the creators i would say that they don't give a fuck completely right. because they know exactly they're more they're more interested in the end user than the creative side. Cause right. like people are going to watch something, right? They're either going to watch me or repurposed Ellen DeGeneres content. Yeah. You know, and it's up to the user to decide what they want to see. And, and the only thing YouTube wants to do is give the user what it wants. Yeah. Right. So I would say that they're not so much detached as much as they are, completely and totally ambivalent yeah. yeah well thank you for that answer yeah i mean we've got another question somebody yeah. asked do you see yourself doing youtube for the long run long time well you already have been, <laughs> i mean you have any been longer, but any longer 11 years right? plans? Well, yeah oh man i think i don't i don't think i'll ever delete the channel mm -hmm. um I, I don't i don't think that'll ever happen 
But will I continue posting? I, I kind of slowed down in the last couple months just because money is a thing and I have to earn it yeah. in a yeah. different way. But I do enjoy posting content. I do enjoy creating content. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy audience feedback and I enjoy all that. And so as long as it stays relatively awesome, yeah. you know, as long as, as long as people are watching, I'll keep posting. But I mean, I here's the other thing. Like if I'm the only person watching it as well, like I just went through my Cambodian, that's why I keep talking about it. The travel videos where I drove a motorcycle across Cambodia for like three months. And I was like, man, that was such a fucking great period of my life. Like that was just mm. such good stuff. Mm. And I was like, man, if I'm like 65 years old, and I'm looking back on that. It, like, it makes me want to make more cool shit now. Yeah, that's yeah. fair you know? enough. Like a, like a memory so that, collection for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Love that. So I, I will. I will continue making yeah. YouTube videos in the long run, if only to serve as my own personal diary. That's great to hear. Yeah. 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 How it should be. A little bit of everything podcast had said, do you think it's just luck to get a big audience or there's other factors? Oh, always other factors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of factors. Luck is definitely luck. I don't think luck, because I mean, if you look at Mr. Beast, mm. that wasn't luck, right? Yeah. I mean, he just kept throwing shit at the wall. His first, his big breakout video was him counting to a hundred thousand or some shit. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know. And then, and then he said Logan Paul's name fifty thousand times, and oh when God. the guy had nothing, you know. And then, as soon as he got a sponsorship deal for like ten grand, the first thing he did was walk out and give that ten grand to a homeless person, oh. and then. And then it was on. And then it was like, yeah. oh, someone will give him 20 grand. Then he's given 20. Now he's out there giving houses to fucking pizza delivery guys. Yeah. You know, so it's not it's not so much like people are like, if, if you're doing you and you want people to like you for you, then you got to be lucky enough to get in front of 100 million people so that 500,000 of those 100 million people will like you for you. Yeah. Right. But if you're if you want to be big and famous or whatever, then it's a pretty set format. You just got to do the Logan Paul or the the Mr. Beast or just something interesting. Mm. Yeah. That people yeah. are going to fucking get into. Yeah. We got one final question. Uh, which is from Peter in Bogner. And he says, how many boiled eggs can you fit in your mouth at once? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say five. Maybe, maybe less one in each cheek for sure yeah and then i'm thinking like two and one so i'm thinking five five Fair enough. like kind of like in the teeth gap huh yeah one in the middle and then one on the other tooth and one in the cheek i'm maybe. thinking five. it wouldn't be pretty no <laughs> and it would be a mess for sure yeah maybe we've got to see it yeah but... <laughs> no i think that'll be your next I'm video what? I would choke. I would choke. Wouldn't I choke? I, th- I can't yeah. do that alone. No, are, you need someone on standby. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, an egg is like the perfect size to just get permanently lodged. It's yeah. not like that's very true. I mean, if it if it if it just got a third of the way down there and you're in a panic situation, I wouldn't. <laughs> now you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start chewing and then no 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Danny dies. No no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Like he he was great until he tried to put six eggs in his mouth, and I'm like, why would he ever do that? Death by eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're coming to the end now. Um, yeah. For all of our audience, you're the gradual report on yeah. YouTube, and you have got a Patreon as well, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you still sending postcards on that? 
Oh, here's the thing. I, I, I yes, right? <laughs> he won't but, <laughs> but I haven't done it in a month and a half or two months now. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, I got to figure out what to say, right? So you got to figure out, like, it's not just writing a postcard. It's like, you got to do something interesting and then have something to say about it. Yeah. And I'm at the point where all I'm doing is uh, making money. Oh, do you guys want to see a big pile of money? <laughs> Go on. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Check this out. Let's right? screenshot this and post this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This will be funny. Um, okay. I recently, I recently sold my my VW bus. Okay. Uh, for like eight thousand dollars or something like that. And then sometimes when I do jobs for people, I'll get paid in cash. Mm. Right. So here is. Let me see what this looks like. Let's see. This right here is a stack of 20s. Very nice. Oh my gosh. That's basically $1,000 in 20s. Ooh, yeah. And then this is a stack of hundreds. Wow. <laughs> and this is basically $10,000 in uh, in $100 bills. That's a lot better Whoa. than that's a lot better than pennies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's, your, there's your 20s. And there's your hundreds, buddy. There's your hundreds. Oh, yeah, so I get paid in, and you can tell they're hundreds because they all have that blue line. Thick. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. See that that blue line and now. Very nice. Wow. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, so I got like I got like uh, I don't know, almost like twelve grand here. <laughs> and the goal is to uh, to spend it all next year traveling to like badass places around the world. That'd be I'm gonna go to. Uh, Rio de Janeiro for Carnival and Ooh, yeah. try to get out to Ibiza for their Ibiza thing, which is like <laughs> coming up pretty soon. It's like next month. Oh, I might not make Ibiza, but but this COVID thing is like, God, everybody, like you go outside and you can smell people's pheromones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're like, they got that musk, like, yo, I got to get out. You're like, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> I completely get what you mean, but there's no better way to spend the money, to be honest, than traveling. Yeah, I don't fucking... What's that? How's that saying go? A guy was like, he had a million dollars, and he spent $500,000 on, on coke and whores, and the other the other 500000 he wasted. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Not a waste, brah! Exactly. And a perfect... Insane. And a perfect place to end the show, I exactly. think. Exactly. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Danny. I'm such yeah. a huge fan of yours. It's like, it's blown my mind. Pleasure and, to meet you. Yeah. And Fun. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's going to love it. So thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Gradual report on YouTube. Over and out. <laughs> awesome. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.